Like a pumpkin spice latte warms the hearts of white women everywhere, the Arizona Fall League is about to end. But it's time for Ty and I to draft lineups worth talking about. It's time for dingers. This is dingers, way more than fantasy baseball. We keep it real when we talk and knock it straight out the park. <laughs> Let's see the stats. What's the average draft position? What kind of plays you making? Check the wins above replacement. Check the lineups and the points. This I gotta see. What's your path to victory? Are they aiming for a dynasty? Get points going head to head. Please don't do me no favors. We're always watching waivers. Ain't no minor league. This is major. Yeah, dingers. Let's go. Welcome to Dingers, the only fantasy baseball podcast for smart people. It's not just Justin Henry Malloy that wins you championships. That's why week in and week out we're delivering tips and strategies to help you live that straight up OG lifestyle. Joining me as always from the murder room, Robbie Baseball. Welcome, Robbie. How are we doing? I'm good. Thanks, Ty. How are you? Good, man. I am. Uh, I'm back home. I've spent a lot of time on the mm-hmm. road recently um, and in I'm excited to to settle in for winter. Maybe maybe work out a little bit would be nice. Like oh. uh, do some exercise. Apparently, apparently that's a thing. You're in a neighborhood with sidewalk. You could you know jog along it with one child, then set that child down, pick up the other one, whether it's the lighter or heavier child, and then you know that's two laps for you. Well, I've been like moving so bad, so like I've got like our oldest is at the age where like I can do the lay on the ground, and he wants to just wrestle. And I just hold him mm-hmm. above. So my upper body strength is kind of okay. But the cardiovascular, not great. We need to work right. on that. Um, yeah, I play so. hockey Sunday nights. And by the I work all day. Then I go to hockey. And then by 10 p.m., I'm sucking back beers in the change room. Just wishing that I could somehow catch my breath. And it's, you know, yeah. it's not COVID related. It's it's health <laughs> and conditioning related. But um, yeah, anyway, I'm surprised, Ty, that you did not start off uh, the name with Christian Javier. Not to date what time we're recording this podcast, but um, now that he's part of history, uh, you know, a no hitter. And it is. It's just not the one that everyone likes where it's one pitcher. Part of a no hitter in the World Series. And a guy that you have been trying to tell fantasy people to roster. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, what are we on year four of the Javier watch? Uh, year two. No our... year, year two. Yeah. This is the year you were saying it's going to be a slow build, but he, I mean, talk about being on the nose, a slow build. Yeah. Now it's the world series and he's making a massive impact. Yeah. It's his second, like partial no hitter of the season. Like that's no one's really mentioned that either. Like he was involved in the one in Yankee stadium too. So you know, we're, we're talking about a guy. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're talking about a guy that's had a very good season with the exception of a little blip that I mentioned the pain last week or the week before uh, for me personally in the home league. But, you know, at the, at the same time, like that was an obvious one. And, and really what a great back-to-back set of games. Like the, the Phillies couldn't miss the night before they hit right. home runs all over the place. And I mean, listen, McCullers, everybody's like, oh, he's tipping pitches. He also just threw a bunch of curveballs right down the dick. Um, and, and sorry, that's going to get hit. Uh, hard that's saying that bubble. never gets old. Uh, <laughs> so. that just uh, always brings a smile to my face when you say down the dick. Uh, yeah. but McCullers also was a world series hero previously Correct. doing that. So of course the yeah. book is out. You can't do that in major league baseball. You, you cannot be, um, predictable, especially on the mound. And when you're Lance McCullers, you have a history 
of success by becoming Captain Curveball. So, yeah, Correct. of course. Yeah, and, and when you miss that pitch, they're obviously going to be looking for that. So he missed it a bunch of times, and it didn't go well. So good for the Phillies. They were on it. But, you know, Javier and now JV giving them the business again tonight as well. So, um, you know, it's been a good series so far. But we're talking some fun stuff tonight, Robbie. But mm-hmm. I know before we do, we have to get down to business. A long time ago, someone decided to put stuff in glass bottles. In some of these bottles, they put juice or milk, and that was stupid. Today, only alcohol and a few other products remain in the containers from the gods. It's time for beers and bourbon, because good advice only comes in a bottle. <laughs> You've gotten way too good at that. I don't. I already cracked mine, but like, there you well, go. Boom. It sounds you know rinky what? dink like me. I'm, I'm into the screw top for whatever reason. Again, like every every single bottle of bourbon that you're allowed to bring into the country of Canada um, has screw tops for some reason, except for Elijah Craig and uh, Woodford and Basil Hayden. So, um, okay. yeah, this is a new one tonight, actually, Robbie. It's called Cooper's Craft. Now, I didn't know what to expect. Is literally one I've never tried before, and I don't even remember where I got it from. But it Cooper's smells kind Town? of good. Yeah, not Cooperstown. Although, depending on how this first sip goes, it could be on its way. Um, we'll see here how this looks. <laughs> Just like your going. AFL team might be, this roster. That's right. That we are yes. about to pick. What do, you, what do you got? Are you uh, are you back into the, the floats? or are we... No, no, no. I am uh, Coors. Coors. But it is still the original. I know we talked about this last time, how it looks banquet. like a banquet, but it says original. And I I thought after we, we talked, I'm like, well, maybe it's um, for some reason, like you talk about bringing in your bourbon. Maybe this is an American can. I'm like, no, it's in milliliters. It says 5% uh, alcohol. Uh, God rest the queen. So, um, you know, it's it's a legit Canadian one. But I, I haven't looked into it because I just don't care. But free beer is free beer, and I'm still drinking it. Um, so yeah. And the final thing before we dive in to the episode ties, just to let everybody know where you can find us. And that's on the Twitterverse. We don't overly engage. And to be perfectly honest, it's such a negative space, you know, it can just mm-hmm. be tough, but we're happy to DM and have exchanged through that. You can find the podcast, which, uh, either Ty or I can answer questions at, at dingers pod. Um, you can find Ty at tourney boss or myself at Robbie baseball one. And that is numerical one. Um, as that's where I always would like to be in the standings. But uh, anywho, Ty, the game plan for tonight is a good one. We have not looked at fall league stats because we've been watching MLB, but we know that as dynasty guys, the fall league, the AFL, as it will be called most places uh, is very important. It is the launching pad for the Nelson Velasquez's of the world. Uh, the one yep has of the world who can all of a sudden just emerge. And there are also guys and 16 of them that I've got on the list here, Ty, who MLB has already said, these are going to be guys. And this is MLB.com's list of the current active top 100 players. Um, But we are going to draft our own lineup of guys that we think are interesting. Now, whether that's we'd like good things for them um, or they missed a bunch of time this year, you know, various reasons. Um, I don't know, Ty, if maybe you want to rhyme off all those names. Cause you know how good I am at pronouncing them. All of them do look kind of familiar. 
But um, if you want to just say, pretty good list here. Uh, Sixteen guys, right? Um, these are the guys that are you. You should know most of these guys, right? This is a good list. Uh, top of the list, we got a pair of Jordans: Jordan Walker, uh, Jordan Lawler, Novelli Marte, Henry Davis, and outfielder, shortstop, shortstop, catcher. Right, so key positions here. Robert Hassel the third is an interesting one, um, coming in at at the twenty third slot ahead of Zach Veen. Um, questionable. Uh, Jason Dominguez of the Yankees, Quinn Priester of the Pirates, starting pitcher. Brendan Davis, who is one of my favorite to flop guys personally. I've I've told you that one, Robbie, and we've talked yep. about it a little bit on here for a couple um, of years now. Yep. Yep. Mason Wynn. Uh, shortstop for the Cardinals, Andy Pages, one of my guys, uh, Dodgers, who not enough people know about yet. Uh, Matt McLean, shortstop of the Reds, Jackson Merrill, shortstop for the Padres, one of the great names in baseball, Tink Hence, oh, yeah, right handed pitcher for the Cardinals, Nick Gonzalez of the Pirates, and rounding off the list, Zach Galoff of the Athletics. Geloff. I like Geloff. I think yeah, that's, that's the hardest the one. The last name yeah. was the hardest one. And that was the one I looked I at. I hope it's I'm Geloff. Like, you should say G- them. You know what G-Loff? I was thinking about while you were talking about all the Zeds? That we need a t-shirt that just has Kanye. And I know that's very touchy right now, but yeah. Kanye and Pez Machine for Ye Pez. Kanye Pez Because his new name is Ye. Oh, okay. So say, you thank you Ye- for explaining that. Ye Pez. Ye Pez. Yep. I think I think that could be fun. Now that I've caught up, I like it. But it did it it took me a second. And that's not beer related. That's just, you know, the gears <laughs> was, are slow. That was super complex. <laughs> <laughs> Pop culture plus yeah, toys. Like man, here I am trying to pronounce this Zach name at the end here. Um <laughs> Zach. But yeah. <laughs> but uh so like I my brother-in-law his name's Jeff and he's G E O F F, right? And then there's the classic J E F F. So I would think this is like Jailoff. And I also you you said uh Andy Pages and it's definitely not pronounced Pages. It's like uh, Paez or something to that he degree. He will always I, be Pages. Okay. Okay. Right. There's never like for those of you that listen long term, once I'm hooked on a name, it's the it's there. Um okay. and he is pages. The only way I will allow it to be different if it's Pagez, because I just like how that could be said. Well, let's just see what happens. Um it's not gonna be, the, but I'm just saying. Yeah, so this is this is anyway. This is gonna be episode one for us of the two parter. So the first one we're gonna pick the lineup, and I see Ty has given names to our lineups, which um, I don't know why you did this, but you said two early toddlers for yourself. And then for me, it's my Rob's dumpster dudes. I mean, okay. You're right on the dumpster dudes. You're right on the dumpster dudes. I'll give you that. I, I'm just always, I had to find something that wasn't ties too early. Like I just, right. it, I had to throw a T word and toddlers the best I could come up with. So. Well, if you go to our YouTube page and you watch this episode or any episode and you see the background, is it the background? What do you call what you've done? Your beautiful work. Overlay. What is this? Overlay. Thank you. Um, you will see that I currently have in mind Otani here, who I was too early on judge here, who I, I was actually bang on, on, and then, um, Tyler Glasnow, who I guess we're going to need to wait until next year. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so that's, I, I would also think I might be too early, but I, I would be really happy if it was you and a bunch of the guys you picked suck. Uh, but maybe it would be fun. We pick the roster 
we put it out on the Twitterverse. As I just said, it can be a mean place. And people pick the roster that they would want to have um, yeah. as their dynasty one. That sounds like kind of a fun thing. I like so, it. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm going right. to let you go first, Robbie, because I think Are you really? in the last one. Oh, what a gentleman. I was just going to say, how do you want to sort this out? Um, okay. I don't want to be too... Um, what's the right word? Controversial with this one, but I'm going to take Jordan Lawler because he's one of the guys that I am absolutely backtracking on from the draft date when word on the street from one of our insiders was this guy's not going to be able to hit the ground running and all he's done is smash balls. So Jordan Lawler, who uh, is a D-backs prospect, he's playing with Salt River this year. He's a shortstop. He's going to be my numero uno. So I don't know how we're going to go about. We don't have a utility spot. Maybe we could pretend that a second baseman's a shortstop if we need it or something like that. Um, you know, but oh, that's you that's have to my fill guy. Out the starting eight. That's that's the rule. I'm making that decision. No DH, okay. no utility. Has to, you have to put him out of position. So, yeah. So my, I'm just saying, like Jordan Lawler as a shortstop right now. But let's just pretend that I know you're not going to take Novelli Marte, and I take him at some point in time. Is it okay yeah. if I say he's my third baseman? That's like logical, yes. right? Yes, It'd be silly if I said he's my catcher. He is. he is a third baseman. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Just checking. Yeah. Um, they they call him a shortstop, but he's a third baseman. Um, I'm gonna stick with the Jordan theme, and I'm happy that you didn't take him because yeah, Jordan Walker is my favorite prospect in all of baseball right now. Um, I just think this kid has all the tools in the world, and not enough people are paying enough attention to him. Um, there's there's gonna be an outfield conversation in St. Louis next season. And they're going to have to figure out where to put a couple of these guys. Now, there's some bats freed up. Um, maybe one of them can catch. Um, but at the end <laughs> of the day, Jordan Jordan Walker is going to be a, a St. Louis Cardinal at some point next season. Whether he hits opening day or wait for the, the deadline or later in the year, he's going to be a Cardinal. Um, all he's done is rake in the minors. So what are, that's my what position. Gonna, are you going to put him out here? Sorry to interrupt. I put him at third. Um okay. Because I, for now, I think that's what he is. Um, you know, obviously yeah. with Arenado there, like the, the chance of that staying a reality is is no. Um, so, so you don't think I that th- St. Louis will trade him, pay fifty million dollars of his contract, <laughs> and get back a pitcher? Yeah, because that's already <laughs> happened to him once. So. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but but I will say this though, I, I do think there is an outside shot, depending on what the pitcher market is that Jordan Walker could get traded. Now it would have to be right. a pretty good pitcher. Um, yeah. But the St. Type. Louis is in, is in win now mode. So it would make sense for them to make a pitcher move and trade a potential Jordan Walker. If, if the piece coming back is, is good enough. So there's only a handful of guys like no Tommy would be one of them. Right. You might see. Wow. Well, you might see some interesting moves. Like, like you could Jeez, see somebody. I honestly like, hadn't thought of that. That would be fascinating. If that was the move, I, and the the oh, other one man. you could take a, a thought about too, and this would no one would see this one coming. Um, a Hunter Brown in Houston and send mm-hmm. Jordan Walker back. Like that would be a good almost one for one trade, right? You'd probably see a low level guy come from Houston just because it's the pitcher versus the position player. But yeah, like, there's another one that could make a ton of sense. Um, so there's just there's options. Um, and, and I think it's an interesting one, but uh, on the flip side, my second guy, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and start the outfield, and I'm gonna take Zach Veen off the board because these are my my two favorite guys right now. Um, so I'm just gonna get that done and and build that safety net. 
Okay. Um, I, yeah. Okay. I didn't think that we were going to do that snake draft. I thought I would get to pick. So, um, do you think <laughs> it you doesn't matter twice in a row? No way. <laughs> I thought that, I thought that'd be nice. I thought yeah, that'd be nice. But you get two now you can take your catcher and, and save. Well, yeah, save I was going to say, I wasn't actually going to pick Veen with my second round pick. Uh, just mm-hmm. because I mentioned this is the only player I mentioned to you before we started recording and I wanted to take him just to like do that thing where you plant your flag on the player and I'm taking yeah. Mason Hour. I think that's the correct way to, to say it. A-U-E-R of Tampa Bay. Pardon me. I, I do know that he started out the fall league hot. Uh, that's how I found out about him. But hot was like 30 at bats in. So um, he's loaded up in in the talent section. He was the fifth round pick in 2021, a plus runner with a cannon of an arm from the outfield and uh, hit 290 this year, 372 OBP, 487 slug, over 150 games uh, at two A-ball levels. So, you know, uh, A-ball and, and high A. And and that's good for me. I'm, I'm happy to take that guy, college bat. And um, yeah, you know, that, that one makes me happy. And <clears throat> excuse me. I will, I will look at pitching. I'm just not doing it yet. And one of the things that I have heard Ty about this class of, of fall league pitchers is that it is not of the caliber of previous years. Um, and I don't think you would necessarily take them, but because I really love, uh, the 50 home run potential here, I'm going with Noelle Marte of the Reds. He'll become my third baseman as we discussed before. So that'll be my third round. Like I don't mind throwing the 40 number. But no, I'm going big. 50 is big. aggressive. There's a reason DePoto traded him, and it wasn't because he didn't believe in him. It's because he believed so much more in the return package that he got. Um, he knew that he was giving up a stud in Marte. And um, we're seeing some issues with you know power average, what's going to happen with him. But everyone seems to be forgetting that this isn't a 23-year-old guy having these issues. This is, a, what is he, 19 right now? um give give the kid room to grow you know not everybody is um just going to hit the ground running and and i mean let's talk to the jared kelnick fans out there right patience is a virtue so marte is my round three okay all right i don't i don't mind that um i think there's some good good upside there i like the core i'm gonna do a very similar move to what you just did and this one's gonna be a little bit of a reach but i don't trust you um, so I want this guy and I'm going to go get it now. Um, I am going to move him across the infield. He's tagged right now as a third baseman, second baseman. I actually think he's going to end up at first. Uh, and that's Colt Keith of the Detroit Tigers. Um, and this is a bit of an oh, early pick, Robbie. Cool. But if you go, if you go back in, and I believe it was two years ago, uh, when he went in the draft, he was a 2020 uh, player. Yeah. yeah. And, and I said, this was a guy I, I own him in a lot of the leagues that we're in. Um, and this is a guy that I was all over and a lot of people are like, ah, he's, he's got to figure some things out. Well, guess what he has? Uh, I mean, last season, uh, across multiple levels, he just raked, uh, the fall league hit 364 and hit a home run that still hasn't landed there. Um, <laughs> but his, his OPS this season at high a was nine fourteen with nine bombs. So when you get that to double and triple, we're talking 30, 35, uh, upside here for a high school bat um, showing contact skills. So I, I'm there. I like what's here. Left-handed bat um, profiles well. So it uh, might be a little early, but I, I, I'm just flagging it because I really like the upside. Hey, that that's very fair. Um, Colt, sorry, you said you were taking him from third and moving him to first. Is that right? Correct. 
Okay, just wanted to make sure. So yeah, so mm-hmm. I moved him across, and partially because I didn't recognize that I was going to take him when I took Jordan Walker, so I might have put Jordan Walker in the outfield. Um, had I recognized that I was going to take another guy that could have played third. Well, that's so, okay. We're a that's, lot. We are flexible because you just need to put the pieces in right. play here. Yep. Uh, I'm going to start the uh, the stable, uh, and I'm going to go right. go grab a, an arm here. Um, again, one that I think a lot of people will find uh, to be a little bit early uh, for this stage in, in our in our fake draft here. Um, but I'm going to take Sandy Gaston uh, off the board here. I, I just I think there's a, a late blooming high level arm here, and I just like what I've seen in in the footage. I just he feels like a guy that is going to break out, um, and and I just I'm going to get in on that now. Okay. And sorry, what is Gaston's team here? I am not Tampa. seeing that. Thank you very much. That's why I didn't and, and, see it because you know, I you, took hour and walked away. The one thing that I'll flag too, though, is like on other rosters, he would be getting a lot more attention than he's getting. And he had a rough uh, Arizona Fall League, um, had some walk issues. That's that's the thing, but the stuff is there. So I'm I'm just playing. This is a guy that's in a ball right now. Uh, this was an international signing, big money, and I'm willing to bet the mechanic changes start to wear off this season. So that's where I'm coming from with that one. Okay. Uh, I am just checking myself out here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think I may have run into my first issue. I may have. Well, we're going to. No, yeah, not from checking myself out, but uh, maybe. Okay. So <clears throat> I was getting ready. I think I still can. I apologize for the delay here, people. It's just a matter of, yeah, okay. So this is what I'm going to do, Ty. Uh, You tell me if I'm not allowed. I want to take Nick York from the Red Sox as my fourth-round pick here, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Loving loving Nick York. Everybody in Dynasty, you know who he is because he was one of the guys who, when drafted, it was questioned. He then arrived, you know, 325 season this year, 412 OBP. Beautiful. Uh, or sorry, that was 2021, and then he had the recoil this year. My apologies, 231 this year, 303 OBP in high A. Uh, but he also had a couple injuries. This is also a high school guy. This is also a dude in a Boston um, development system that has produced early young impact MLBers. We can argue about Benintendi or not, but we do, we do know the stage that um, you know the Devers and Bogarts and Mookie Betts of the world have gotten to. So Nick York, that's going to be my guy. I will put him at second base. I believe you may not allow this and that would be okay. Uh, the next guy I want is Miami's. Uh, he's like a, sh- he's, he's an infielder. I'm going to pretend that he can be my first baseman. Jose Salas. Will you allow me? What position does he play now? He would be a shortstop. Mm-hmm. I know. That's why I'm asking. I, I'm be trying to be kind and ask. I'm, I'm okay with that. Him. I'm yeah? okay with okay. that. All right. Now, let me scroll back down to the notes since you're going to let me take them. Because uh, um, I did have somebody else in mind. I had an arm set up if it wasn't going to work. So, he, sorry, Ty. He is stated as an infielder. But here's okay. the deal. The second youngest player on any AFL roster right now, he's advanced at 19 years old, 5 to upside. So I would like to see what that does in a full AFL. And that's why I'm not, I'm I'm not, I don't have a problem with it because, I mean, the trend in baseball is like, you know, you look at guys like uh, Ariz. Um, no, not Ariz. Yeah, Ariz played first base this year. 
right? Kevin Biggio's playing first base. Like there's there's guys that are yeah, playing first just base move that them. are infielders. Yeah. Well, I, I don't mean, necessarily have an issue with it. If if Vladdy's a gold club first baseman, anybody can play first base. <laughs> don't come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah no oh, yeah. I, I don't i don't hate it um you get it you get one more though don't you or no you took no Salas no too, yeah i took york and salas so right What's now my infield i gotta write this down Ho jose J sorry i'm doing it so ty's writing it on a computer like um uh, anyone over the age of five two bro yeah and i'm writing it on pen and paper um because you know what i just like that sound guys that's the sound of papier yeah, i'm right. surprised you're not using a mechanical pencil <laughs> Well, it <laughs> if anybody heard that click from my pen, it makes that noise. But here, I got another noise before I give it to Ty for two rounds. There we go. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Continue. Um, the, see, I'm torn here because I have like three or four guys that I, I want to get, and I don't know which one to take right now. I mean, I can take two of them, so there is there is that. Um, who do I want here? I'm going to solidify my outfield and I'm going to take uh, the aforementioned Andy Pages. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to get that one done. Um, and then I'm going to go back to the pitching side. Uh, where did he go? And I, I'm going to, again, I'm going to, I'm going to be completely controversial on my pitching just because I'm playing upside here. Uh, and I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna take Kumar. Uh, yeah, you are list. okay. I don't know yeah. if he's gonna pitch much or if he has pitched much. Um, I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm not against it. Like I, I just think the arms there. I think the upsides there. I, I think we're gonna see it, and I think they. I think they went easy on him because they wanted to make sure they didn't blow it up because they sucked last season, right? He he pitched like a little in the indie ball. Uh, he had 20 innings. 1.35 ERA, Fall League's only seven innings, uh, 4.7 ERA. So not enough to really make a decision either way, to be frank. Uh, but in those 20 innings in Indy Ball, he dusted 32 strikeouts. Uh, in, in the Fall League, he had eight in 7.2 innings. So, you know, if you look at the fact that he was probably sharpening some things here against some good hitters, still getting the strikeouts, like I, I just like the upside. And again, we're talking mainly fantasy baseball here versus winning World Series. I like the strikeout upside, and I, and I think he's going to get a real shot uh, to run some innings up over the next couple of years. All good, fair points. I completely agree on the idea of treating him like a professional who just needs to build up innings, not treating him like a project who needs to prove five or six things to you. And it is unfortunate they wasn't able to reach an agreement and uh, the previous year with the Mets, because that, I mean, we we know of the injury, of course, but it just would have been better if he was doing that within a system, and then as soon as he was ready and healthy. Um, but anyway, all right, so my sixth-round pick is going to be uh, Johan Rojas of the Phillies. And I know he's a speedster, and I am positive that he is stealing bags right now in the Fall League, and I do have a little note on him. I just have to go back up to him. Uh, a dynamic center fielder whose speed has had 60 steals in 2022 tons of contact um, can be very aggressive at the plate so this is going to be one of those like you know maybe he gets on base and steals one and the stat line looks good from a fantasy standpoint which is what we're going for here but overall his um 
Sealy might be limited by his ability to be patient, but he is an outfielder, which helps me out with the outfield. And he's also the Phillies number five uh, prospect courtesy of our friends at MLB.com. And then Ty, I'm picking my ace. I was pretty sure you wouldn't take him. And that's Quinn Priester of mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. I can't remember right now if Priester was a diamondback that came over in a trade or if he was drafted by Pittsburgh um, originally, but either way, it doesn't matter. He was drafted. Okay. I know he was a first round pick and I know he had injuries this year. That's why he's there. But I also think he's going to hopefully start and pile some innings as we go. So I'm looking for him to kind of be my horse. 18th pick in 2019. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. Those are two of mine. My round six pick, Johan Rojas with the Phillies. And my seventh round pick, Quinn Priester, uh, first pitcher for me off the board, uh, Pittsburgh. And, and who is this Rojas character? You always draft guys I've never heard of. He's he's an outfielder with Philly. So their AFL team is surprised because that's what Johan, he's going to do. Johan who? Rojas. R-O-H-A-S. Rojas. Football yeah. is life. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, then you don't get the joke. Yeah, definitely haven't. I don't have the Apple. Oh, I do have most dude. of the other streaming apps. Anyone out there, by the way, off topic, but very brief. Um, if you have Disney Plus, go watch the TV show The Bear. Um, it's oh, with bear. it's with Carl. Oh, was it was Carl. No, not Carl. Um, Liam, who is from uh, Shameless. And it's a show. He's he's a chef who comes back to Chicago to take over a restaurant from his brother who killed himself. And that's not giving anything away. Um, but then there's the story of how it goes and it's, it's fascinating. It also reminds me of bits and pieces of both my own life as a chef and, um, the life that was lived by others, you know, addiction (laughs) and other things. It's very, it's very interesting. I really like, I really like the first season. So anybody who hasn't boom, dig in. And that is my mid podcast, uh, show recommendation. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> back to tie. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm I'm really struggling with where to go uh at the catcher position, Robbie. So that's what I'm, you're I'm, gonna pick a catcher. This is great. I didn't say I was going to, I said I'm struggling oh. to find someone. Oh, are you sure? Okay, catcher. well, I've got one, but I just don't want you to take them. That's, I've got, I've got two. one. Oh, well, then you've got one more than me. I've got two, but I don't really want either of them. Um, so I'm just that's gonna round catchers. Out. I'm just gonna round out my pitching um, because I, I I know this guy. Uh, I'm gonna get Will Bednar, who you and I both are high on. Um, I, I think he's a couple years away still. Like I I I think if we see him next season or early the following year, I think that's gonna be a bad thing for Bednar. Even though we've got a college arm with with reasonable upside, um, I just I feel like it needs to be two years from now. Uh, for him, even though like he he was high A last year, so it's safe to say we'll see him at double this year, and he could progress. But you know, again, Pacific League, uh, PCL, we're four point six uh, across 44, 43 innings uh, and fifty one strikeouts. Right, so strikeout numbers are right in line with where we want to see for a starter. Problem is, this is a college arm at, at A ball, so we want to yeah. see a step up there. I I just think there's good like San Francisco vibes with Bednar, right? If he was in a different organization, I really don't think I would be as high on him as I am, but I like what that ballpark can do for his stuff. Um, so for me, that's that's the big takeaway there. Um, I, I'm going to uh, 
I'm, I'm going to go back to the infield and, and finish off uh, the shortstop thing. Um, and, and I think I'm going to play the safe one here. Like I, I want to go a different route, but I'm going to play the safe one with Matt McLean. Uh, even yeah. though I, I'm not really a Matt McLean guy, um, but I, I honestly thought you were going to leave me Jordan Lawler. Uh, and so I was kind of playing for that angle when I gave you the first pick. Um, full transparency. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm glad I was able to upset you. <laughs> so and it's also but, me admitting a mistake, right? It's me admitting yeah. that I was listening to some other people. And I mean, I looked at the scouting reports. The scouting reports all said it should be perfectly fine. And then, yep. you know, you have a few people in your ear and sometimes you pass on the guy. I mean, he hasn't hit yet at MLB. He just certainly now looks like he's going to. So, yeah. And, and with McC- Clean like this is this is might be the safest middle infielder in the minors right now. Like just a guy that kind of grinds it out, is slappy, a little bit of power upside that's going to get a bit of a, a jump being in Cincinnati. And that team is going to have some pop when these guys all get to the pros. But um, I will say if this was real life, I for sure would have taken Mason Wynn. Um, defense there, upsides there, a little bit of hit tool. I, it, real life would have been Mason Wynn all day. I just don't know that there's enough fantasy upside for me. Oh, okay. That's yeah. That's interesting. Um, all right. I am gonna go uh, from what round are we now? I'm gonna be round eight. Yes, you were seven, and McLean was your round eight guy. So my round eight guy, uh, I'm gonna nix the guy I was gonna take because I'm fun like that, and I am going with. I'm moving up around to take a lefty Carson Wisenhunt since you took Will Bedner from. Uh, the Giants, I'm taking Wisenhunt, and Wisenhunt was a second round pick this year, college pitcher, 90 to 90, sorry, 91 to 95 fastball, which is not great, not overly promising, but, um, you know, 60, 65 grade, depending on where you're going, change up. Yeah. That's the pitch. And I'm believing in that for him to be a starter, and I want to see him pitch some innings, and that's what I'm hoping for here because I want performance in the fall league to boost him. And there is another pitcher that was in the Bedner class. Um, and I, the name, I think it was Nick Swiney. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong on that. Who had a really, really good 2022 and boosted up and like is, is con- now considered above Bedner, but yep. um, Bedner being here with the giants tells me that San Francisco is either looking for him to do something specific while he's here, you know, work on a pitch or w- whatever it is. Um, yeah. And that is more interesting to me than a guy who just had one good, you know, pro season. So, and Wisenhunt, we're about to see what he can do. Uh, and the fall league is like, that's pretty sweet for San Fran to send him there. So I'm interested in that. And then my next guy up, I actually, I ha- I did have somebody else, but I'm going to finish my pitching and I'm going to go with Cincinnati's Christian Roa. R-O-A. It's nice and simple. That's a few reds we've been taking. So that's fun. Um, and where's my notes here on on Roha Roa? I guess I didn't Roa. have them. I deleted like them. Boa, but Roa. Yeah, and I think I think I'm confusing him with with another pitcher who was traded from Colorado to Cincinnati, and I'm trying to remember his draft stock, but I know he was a draft what, year 2020. Was, was Roa not in the Winkler Winker trade? Well, no, he was. I, no, he, he was drafted? not a Seattle pick. No, there was a there was a far more dominant lefty from Seattle, whose name's escaping me at the moment. But Roa was drafted by Cincinnati. I'm going to say round three or four in 2020. Out of the Texas A&M. He was a second round pick, you said? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so I want to see him pitch as a starter. So that's, that's why he's the 30th prospect for the reds, which is, I think a little far back and and maybe after this, he'll move up quite a bit. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't hate that one. That's actually one that I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I didn't take, uh, to be fair. Are you thinking, uh, you're thinking Brandon Williamson is the one that was in the wing. Yes. That was Uh, the former Mariner who had a great season. But I, I do I do like the roll of pick. That's a that's a sneaky good one uh, that you slid in there. So good on you. Um, did you you had two picks there? What was your second one again? Yeah. So I went with uh, Wizen Hunt with San Francisco right. and Roa with Cincinnati. Okay. Beautiful. Um, all right. So I need to find a catcher now, and I really got to get serious about that because I'm running out of space. Uh, I don't know how I want to play this one. Um, because I got to find a, a, a guy that plays a terrible position to justify taking him. Uh, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, in, in order to keep things moving here, I'm sure. going to do something that's a little questionable and I'm going to take Tink Hens because mm-hmm. I can, and I'm going to throw the asterisks on Sandy Gaston because of the walk upside and because of the slight uh, usage of him in the pen last season. Oh, okay. Uh, as a potential bullpen arm. Uh, the strikeout upsides there, the walk profile, walk ratios profile as a reliever. They spent too much money. I don't see him being a bullpen arm next season, um, but I'm just going to, I'm going to hedge my bet there just because I think that's a reality. And it's so hard to predict relievers in this this draft. Uh, okay, so, so Sandy Gaston, you are now saying just for the sake of this is going to be your reliever pick, not a starter yeah. pick. And Tink Hence is a starter pick. I think I'm okay with that because we yeah. really, truly never know where in the heck these guys are going to go. Um, and when they're at this the, point, we we just know that the teams are looking at them. Period. Yeah, so. like any any of my four guys could be a re- a reliever. To be 100 percent honest, like very yeah. very easily, they all have huge upside, but they also have one of those just little bit of uh, be worried. Um, but I'm going to trust my, my, uh, my gut, which is usually pretty good on the, on the pitching side uh, on that one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to the second base position and I'm going to do something that I, I didn't think I would ever do, but I'm doing oh. it. I'm going to take Nick Gonzalez. Um, and oh, and the, wow. only, the only reason I'm doing it um, is because I think it's a safe bet um based on where where we're at in this draft um if i was drafting in a normal dynasty league uh he'd be gone by now someone would have grabbed him earlier i think it would have been too early i'm okay taking him after all of the guys that have been selected at this point okay that's cool um that that's your two picks then right correct yeah wow you are you done? You're done with pitchers, right? That's right. You're safe on the pitching side. I need well, no I want, fielder I, and a catcher. So I've got a guy that I'm going to say I think is bullpenny, um, okay. but I just wanted to state that Ryan Cusick, who was the former Brave that came over to the A's, I thought would be one of your kind of guys. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. That's no, that's interesting. No, no well, that's I, fine. Um, my next one, my outfielder, final outfielder here, just so we're aware, I've got Mason Hour. Johan Rojas of the Phillies. And then my last guy here is Oakland's Lawrence Butler. And if you don't know, he's a first base potential as well as an outfielder. He's right in the middle of the pack for 
prospect rankings for Oakland, which is perfect for me. He also had a really strong 2019, I'm going to say it was, and then came back in 2021 and was good, went to the fall league. Uh, we talked about him a little bit last offseason. I started scooping him up everywhere, and now this year, and I really hope he can make an impact this year. And then because of that Oakland um, position openness everywhere, you know, no one's locked in. He can be a guy who could be up early next year and playing a lot. And there's power potential with Butler. Uh, there's some strikeout concerns with him and OBP concerns with him, but that's one of the reasons why you send a guy like him to the fall league. So he is my round 10 pick. Is yep. that right? Yep. Okay. Round 10. And then my round 11, which leaves me with just one after this. Um, I am taking Brian Woo from Seattle. And I had to. I'm contractually obligated for every <laughs> roster to have a Mariner. And I'm taking Wu, who is a six-round pick from 2021. He had Tommy is, John. Is this an outfielder? No, no, no. This is a pitcher who I think is going to be a relief pitcher. Okay. Yeah. So I, uh, I hope he is because then every time he strikes somebody out. Woo! It yeah, just, the, it's song, the Blur good. song. Like, like oh, we're Ric Flair. Oh, okay. Well, I like the Blur song, though. Where, it, I feel like Ric Flair's from Seattle, too. I, I just, I don't know why. They just have this okay. gut feeling that he is. Uh, well, if he is, then it is. Nope, nope he's not. Memphis. He's from Memphis, Tennessee. Close, though. Very close. <laughs> it is in America. Um, anyway, so Wu has had Tommy John. He's come back and pitching at high A. So three-pitch mix, but but... I'm just saying here, uh, Brian Wu, B-R-Y-A-N, is somebody I'm interested in. So, okay, Ty, that leaves you with... Do you not have two picks, or did I miss somebody? No, I I picked uh, Brian Wu, and I picked Lawrence Butler with Oakland. Okay, all right, I like it. Uh, So you also have a catcher and an outfielder left? Is that the way I have? Uh, I only have... No, I have uh, Mason Auer for Tampa Bay for an outfielder, Johan Rojas, and Lawrence Butler is my outfielders. My infielders, Nick York, mm. Jose Salas, Novelli Marte, and Jordan Lawler. And then my pitchers I know, are Quinn I erased, I erased Butler because I hit control Z on oh, the keyboard, which is similar to jerk. your scratching out on your on your pen. Um okay. I, I did, I'm going I did to scratch out. <laughs> I'm gonna finish off uh the catcher position. Uh, and you have I'm one gonna, outfielder as well, right, Ty? I have an outfielder and a catcher, yes. Yeah, okay. Final uh, two picks for Ty. Let's hear them. Yeah, I'm going to go to the catcher side. I'm going to take Dylan Dingler uh, from the Detroit Tigers. Um, I like it. I I like it. I I probably should pick uh, Henry Davis here, uh, but his name's Dylan Dingler, so I'm in. Um, And and that's enough. It's catcher. Who cares? Uh, Well, I was just going to say, and really, no, what what good is there in taking a highly ranked catcher? None. Makes no difference. The one thing I will flag – he had 143 strikeouts last year in the minors. That is concerning. Um, but because it's a catcher and his name's Dingler, I'm good. He's on. Right? He's on. Because it's like that fastball is right down the Dingler, right? So there's just <laughs> so much upside to no, this. No. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, no. If he uh, and Lance McCullers ever end up uh, teaming up, <laughs> I don't. your head's going to explode. 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, Curve balls then, down the Dingler. And then the outfield, I'm going to go um, – I'm going to take Kierstad, uh with the Orioles. Nice. I think this is a good center fielder potential. Uh, I think he's going to be a really nice fit into what they've done in Baltimore. 
I really, I, you know, I have a lot of faith in Mike Elias and the team. He did a phenomenal job, and we're seeing that in the World Series right now with Houston. All the guys that him and his team scouted and drafted. Um, he's doing the same thing already in Baltimore. We saw it this year how good even the recent picks have been, like how fast these guys have progressed. Uh, I just I just believe in a big way in what Baltimore's done on the offensive side. Pitching, eh, less so on the draft. Uh, they've done a nice job of revamping a couple guys into good relievers. Uh, so, But at the end of the day, I like what Baltimore's doing, and Kirstad is going to be a guy that's going to give me some counting stats. I'm, I'm here for that. I I like the Kirstad pick. I know there's a lot of risk in it, and one thing I have been doing, Ty, on the side with some of my free time in the mornings is writing about guys who are not hyped prospects, <laughs> largely, um, and doing that on RobbieBaseball.com. And if you're interested at all, I did cover, I think I've done five of the teams now. I've written nine written about nine different MLB teams and in four, four to six prospects, depending on the team. Um, they're not really like fall guys. They're not top 100 guys for sure. It's just guys to consider. And there's always, it's like the warts, you know, I don't like to just take a straight up prospect uh, who looks like they're doing good things. I, I like a guy who has the roundabout way to get there at the end. Um, and anyway, I've, I've been writing quite a bit and Baltimore is stacked. Like it's, oh, yeah. For an AL East team to do well, as we know, um, I've decided now, Ty, also, I've made it official. I'm no longer a Blue Jay fan because I I don't like what they're doing. So why do I have to um, be a fan of the team and the organization when I don't like what they're doing? I didn't like what they did in spring training. I didn't like the acquisitions that they made in season or lack of. And I, I predicted that this stupid short uh, postseason was going to end the way that it did because I didn't like how the Jays were set up. So I'm out. I am going out West and I'm a Mariner fan. And that's just, that's Jeez. what it is. I, I like what they're doing. You're just, you know, you're I, too old to stay up and watch those games though. Well, I can, I can get the updates in the morning. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, the, you're right about that. But the reason, <laughs> the reason is as stated. And I think if anyone out there is like, you know, I've been a fan of whatever team, and, you know, if you're the type of fan who just hates everything your team is doing, but you love your team, good for you. I don't like even driving into Toronto to go watch a Jays game because it's such a pain in the arse to get in and get around and get out. Um, but I like what the Mariners have been doing top to bottom with the organization. And that's why I decided to make that official switch. That has nothing to do with the last pick. You know, my last pick is Joe <laughs> Mack. Catcher with the Marlins. Uh, like that that's pick. my that's my catcher. You know, supplemental first round pick last year, high school guy, or sorry, like 2021, not 2022. Um, Matt can be a power guy. He's athletic. I, whether he moves away from catcher or not, I don't know. But I also believe he had a pretty good line this past year. And that's something that we can for sure cover on the next episode. Um, but Ty, do you want to go through your lineup with everybody before we wrap it? Then yeah. the next episode will break down folly. The really quick, just before we do, I just want to touch yeah, yeah. really quickly on on something for Kirstad because we, we kind of jumped through that one a little bit. Um, and just really quickly to end on your Mac one, um, again, 19-year-old, 12, 12 home runs uh, at A-ball last year, a couple uh, in in the uh, the fall league. He had, uh, oh, yeah, he's, he's hit some this year? Good. Sorry. Don't tell me too much. I read the wrong column. He had five home runs this year. My bad. Um, okay. Definitely got a little ramped there, but 
there is power upside in that bat. Like you will see that. That's not just a matter of when he's 19. Um, but that power will absolutely 100% be there. Uh, but going back to Kirshad, like he had, he played uh, a little bit uh, back versus his age. Um, this is a college bat. I think a relatively safe bat. Uh, if you eliminate the, the 186 at bats uh, at a plus high, a, um, he, where he hit 233 with an OPS of 674. Uh, he spent obviously a good chunk of the year, but between a ball and the fall league, like he raked a, the, the fall, the end of the season, five home runs, 347, 1009 OPS uh, against obviously upside uh, offense. Um, but, you know, the, the same, very similar line at a ball. Sorry, Robbie. I just want to add to your, your story. Um, so, Hearstad's coming back from basically not playing baseball for 18 months. So he yeah. had mycocardiasis, mycocardias, myco pronunciation's um, not my myo, big thing. Myocarditis. Myocarditis. So he was the top topic in 2020. Um, missed time. So this is like the COVID side effect, right? Yes. He got COVID and it crushed him. Uh, yeah. Kept him from out of baseball last year. That's why everyone's like, what's the deal with Kirstad? So then he came up, obviously had his struggles, as you just discussed, and now he's this is the guy that you know the O's drafted, blah blah blah. That so we're we we just have to understand that bump. And anyone out there in dynasty leagues, if you're new to the podcast, if you're you know expanding your dynasty rosters and things like that, players like Kirstad um, are really hot for very short periods of time with a lot of dynasty owners, and then when they don't have stat lines. They get bored with them and they're on to the next one, or they're on with the guy uh, who has had a good season, and you can make those deals. I think Kirsad's a buy all day guy Hello, myself. Yeah, I forgot yeah. we had those. Yeah, he's definitely on the hello. My name is Heston. Um, but let's get back to the review here. So, yep. my guys on ties to early team Dylan Dingler at the catcher position, Colt Keith at first. Nick Gonzalez playing second, Jordan Walker at third, Matt McLean at shortstop, Zach Veen in the outfield, Andy Pages, Heston Kirstad are going to join him, and then the arms are Tink Hentz, uh, Kumar Rocker, Will Bednar, and Sandy Gaston. Robbie, what do you got? So Gaston, just to me, sounds like a Disney character, and it's in Tampa, so well, He is a Disney character. Is Sandy? But Gaston, what's the movie? What's the is that? Okay. Anyway, uh, so I've got one of the great characters of all time. Sure, he's not a mighty duck, so who cares? Am I right, everybody? (laughs) He could have been the third batch brother, though. (laughs) Maybe he will be in the reboot that they're doing. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, No, he's not woke enough. (laughs) Okay. Um, Joe Mack is my catcher. Nick York is my you know air quotes, first baseman. Jose Salas is my second baseman. Noelle Marte is my third baseman. And Jordan Lawler is my shortstop. I know, guys. I know. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. Mason Auer is in my outfield. Johan Rojas with the Phillies was my sixth-round pick. And then Lawrence Butler with Oakland I got in the 10th round. My starting pitchers are Quinn Priester, uh, Christian Roja. I, I, no, I'm just making Roja now. Christian Roa. I got to say it properly and then um wizen hunt who i forgot the first name but that's okay uh at the moment with san francisco i got in the eighth round and then my relief pitcher pick 
which is really we're just giving ourselves a fourth starter is Brian woo with Seattle um so Ty do you, are we gonna do classic five by five is that how we should rank this we'll do whoever had like the collective runs RBIs dingers um average and stolen bases and then for pitching sure. side it, I mean wins are gonna be hard anyway so but we're, whatever let's just say we'll do wins um if if by chance we got saves I mean last year what was it Graham Spraker was the MVP for pitchers and he didn't get a sniff of MLB time and he's like 33 uh, yeah I don't he's not 33 but he was with Toronto and he didn't get any MLB time this year and he was the AFL pitcher of the year but uh anyway we'll do the classic five by five scoring I guess it's going to be more heavy to the hitting than the pitching side but mm-hmm. um what the fall league should officially be done by the time the next episode uh is recorded and we can say who won and lost and then we can just maybe discuss anybody we think is exciting that was not drafted agreed and just so you can catch up on what we're talking about here robbie uh, i'm going to share an audio clip with you and a little bit of video oh oh of um less so of dent okay i'm not getting the audio just so we're clear well that's no fun why why does it gotta be like that I don't well we do post this to YouTube live and there's the potential with songs where YouTube just closes you down. So maybe it's not for the worst. Not that they would like steal to be like, oh, I recognize that voice. Yeah, I mean it, it could be a lot of different things, but you might be right on that one. Um so for those of you that didn't didn't see that, uh, uh we'll move on. Um and, and get back to this. But I think that's it, Robbie. We've we've covered a lot here. We've got a lot of good guys that I you've got the old don't hang up on me finger in the air. Well, the only reason why, and I, I just wanted to very quickly say, it, I did not pick Cesar Perito, who is also an Oriole. And I, I mentioned that I've been writing about guys at rubbybaseball.com. Um, but he's a J2 guy who signed in 2021 for 650,000 bucks. He's 23 years old. He had a thousand OPS. It was only 25 games at high A this year. Um, and then went to double A and sucked. So this is kind of a neat fall league for him i didn't want to pick him because i didn't think he was going to rake but that's one of those types of guys that i really hope i'm wrong on and we see a good looking stat line um well so he's also blocked by gold glove backup infielder ramon uris so um there's that do you mean starting third baseman ramon yeah, okay. With Baltimore? okay yeah because he started down the stretch yeah <laughs> he was hurt <laughs> yeah 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 um that's a good spot to leave it, Robbie. One of our shorter episodes in recent memory, so good for us. Uh, yeah. We, we didn't talk the entire episode uh, about nothing, so that's great. Uh, I didn't but again, even mention my truck. Didn't even mention the truck. You Well, you you did kind of, so correction time. Uh, side hustle uh, alluded to that and canoes. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're good there. It's a great spot to leave it to Rob and Tyler here on Dingers. <laughs>